Hi, hello, and welcome to Solo Sisters. I'm Erica. And I'm Claire. And this is our Mother's Day episode, kind of. We're going to talk about <laughs> toxic mom culture. And we'll explain more of what that is in this episode for you. But um, if you don't listen to Allie Stucky, you're missing out because she she explains it perfectly. So we're just stealing a bunch from her, basically. <laughs> I mean, like, what else is new? I know. <laughs> like, Honestly. Almost every episode, it's like, oh, yeah, we she got that. She talked about this. Yeah. Let's talk about it, We too. got <laughs> that from Shea Logins, and we got that from Rachel Dinkley. <laughs> like, but they're the best, so. Basically, our whole podcast is plagiarism. Oh, no. no, 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 no. <laughs> I kid, I kid. I joke with an undertone of truth. <laughs> All right, let's get into the episode. So, you know, like, when there's people that you're just meeting for the first time, and people just love freaking small talk, and they just make little jokes like, oh, "Oh, your husband drive you crazy, or, like, in-laws make you crazy, or something like that. I'm just like, I hate when people do, like, those little tropes. Uh Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And they're just, like, constantly poking fun, where I'm just like, no, I actually enjoy my husband thoroughly. (laughs) Like... I don't need a break from him. Like, the other day at work, one of our managers came into the break room while I was sitting there just eating lunch. And he goes, are you taking a break from work or are you taking a break from Skylar? And I was like, I I actually am fine with my job and I enjoy my husband, so neither. I don't <laughs> understand what you're talking about. Like, I hate when people do that. Do people ever do that to you? Um, Like, sometimes it's like, are you sick of Ricky yet? And I'm like... No. No, I actually love him. I mean, sometimes, because we're both sinful and we get on each other's nerves, <laughs> but, like, as a whole, no, mm-hmm. I'm fine. It's just so And weird. even if I was, I'm not going to tell you, because yes. I'm not going to gossip about me and my husband. It's bizarre, man. It's so... It makes me crazy inside. But, like, I hate, in particular, when people do this with moms a lot. Like, I've seen so many of just, like, reels on Instagram or things like that where it's mothers, like... Making fun of their children. Yes. I hate it. Yes. I hate it so much. Like, I get, like, when people joke around calling their kids midget demons or whatever, it's fine. Because I know, like, they love their kids and blah, blah, blah. But then, like, they post it on public platforms. I'm just like, so you're teaching your children that you publicly are announcing to the world that they make you crazy? Yeah, right. <laughs> or that they have something to be ashamed about? Yeah, Because of the way that the Lord created them to need you? Uh-huh. To literally depend on you for their life? It's crazy. And, like, we're not moms, so maybe we... I don't know. Maybe we just have a different perspective. I'm sure that, like, when we have kids and they're crying all the time, we're like, just get this thing away from me. <laughs> yes. Like, I'm sure that's going to come up, but... I, on occasion, And yeah. should I ever shame my child for being dependent on me, I hope that my husband or my friends love me enough to be like, sounds like there's some bitterness you need to work through and uh-huh. pray about. Or uh-huh. it sounds like there is some anger or lack of gratefulness or something for yeah. your child because have you forgotten that your child is a blessing from the Lord? Uh-huh. Like, should it ever get there, I hope that people would do that yes, for me. Yes, yes. I just, like, I get that people post it jokingly, and they love their children, I'm sure, 
But once you, like, make something a joke so frequently, people start to believe it, mm-hmm. you know? Because it's, like, constantly in their face. Or when they do it so often that they give this persona that it's okay to joke about their child like that. And they start to do it in front of the child. Yes. Or they comment along and bashing their children. Mm-hmm. Or, like, just don't make it okay or passable to poo-poo on your kids yes. like it's crazy and like and we wonder why there's so many like rebellious young adults these days because if this has been like a continual thing like obviously this was what wasn't like an overnight kind of joke you know right like this has been happening for years like no wonder we have a bunch of young adults who are like hate the way that they were raised and they actually found themselves after they left their house and their parents and became who they truly are or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because even though it's been a joke their whole life and their parents love them, they've been kind of told like they're not really that special to them or their parents would rather be watching Netflix and hanging out with their kids because of how needy they are. It just makes me sad inside. Right. Because no wonder, no wonder the world is the way it is. Because we're teaching people that you are jokingly a burden to me. (laughs) And I am a little crazy about it. Because we'd rather complain about our kids than teach them to be grateful for what they have. Yes. We'd rather be like, oh yeah, my child is just having a really bad attitude today and they're so entitled and they're so bratty and they're so rebellious, blah, blah, blah. Instead of teaching them, hey, you're being a, you're being a brat right now. Mm-hmm. You're being selfish. You're being entitled. Let's work through that. Yes. Let's talk about how that's not okay. Yes. Because you, you are the one in charge of your child. You have the authority over them to discipline them, to make them a decent civil human being who will contribute to society one day that is your responsibility right to do that and it's okay to talk to your mom friends about that like mm-hmm. my child is really getting on my last nerve right now what my child do? is yeah. really really i don't know to keep with the theme really entitled yeah and they they expect everything to be handed to them on a silver platter mm-hmm. Have you experienced that? Yes. How did you overcome that? Mm-hmm. If not, then do you have anything that maybe you can point me to? Yes. If you've never experienced that before, like, or can you just pray for me? Mm-hmm. Can you just pray for our family that I have the strength to discipline them? Yeah. Or that my husband steps up and says, you will not treat mom like that. Yes. Like, uh-huh. instead of gossiping about our kids, use it as a way to gain aid Mm -hmm. to help them and to discipline them and i'm sure it's exhausting like 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 you said we're not moms so maybe when we become moms if we still do this podcast (laughs) we can talk about it like oh shoot remember that time we were idiots man we had no idea (laughs) yeah but uh, yeah i think i think that there is truth in that that we shouldn't Mm -hmm. shame our kids for being the way that the Lord created them, yeah. that they should be disciplined. Because it just creates this whole culture through the internet of like, well, this is what moms do. We kind of joke about our kids and we get hammered with wine as soon as they go to bed. <laughs> and like, then repeat. You're the reason I drink. Yes. Yeah. It's horrible. I can't yeah. tell you how many people from high school that I've, I know 
who have moms who have said to them, you're the reason I drink. Hmm. I know so many people like that's that. That's sad. Isn't that, that's so sad. And none of them are Christian, obviously. So there you go. Hmm. But it's just like, we've created this as a norm and I don't want it to be a norm. Right. We need to stop it from being a norm. Like your kids could annoy you. Yeah. Duh. They're humans. Like, Hello. And you're going to annoy them. Duh. Uh-huh. But how do you handle that in a healthy way that is honoring to the Lord mm-hmm. and not belittling who they are as Imago Dei, as yes. people who are made in the image of the Lord? Yes, absolutely. It's just, it makes me sad. And I just wanted, I, I'm guessing most of our listeners are not moms. But I wanted to talk about this because I just want people to know that that's not cool to do. <laughs> Because you're just teaching a whole generation of people that they're not as important to me as all the other things that I want to do and fulfill me. Because I know too many people, too, like, like I'm sure everyone has opinions on on birth control and all this stuff. But I'm, I'm in the position of if you are married, you should expect children. Period. Um, and we've created this culture where... We have so much control of when we have a family, Mm -hmm. which, I mean, like, there's pros and cons of birth control, for sure, for sure. And there's pros and cons of when you can start your family, make sure, like, you're financially stable, make sure you have a house or whatever your personal requirements are. I understand that and being a responsible person, you know. Yeah, like, in our, like, in my position, I am using birth control obviously, to control the time that I give birth. Um, <laughs> because I'm not in a place where I can be a stay-at-home mom, which right. is my desire. Mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, in the beginning, I'll be honest, I did take it sinfully. Of like, sure, sure. It's my body. I'm going to choose when I want to have kids. Mm-hmm. I want to spend time with my husband. Like, I was fearful of having kids, and I was so scared of the yeah. like potential same. of me having same, kids. Same, same, but same, I, same. Mm-hmm. I went into marriage not prepared to have kids. Which I would argue, I'm not prepared to be married. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because I saw kids as a burden instead of a blessing and that as yeah. a sin. The Lord was gracious to us and and didn't give us a kid right away. Because <laughs> I would have I would have trained it to be mean. Because I would have mm. been mean to my child. Yeah. I know that for a fact. I know that the Lord would have softened my heart through my community and through his word and through prayer. And through the conviction of the Holy Spirit, obviously. But... In the beginning, I would have been bitter towards my child sure. and taught my child how to be a bitter person. Yeah. And that would have not been glorifying to the Lord. Yeah. So, but right now, like, I'm still taking birth control, but it's not because I'm scared of having kids. Mm-hmm. It's not because I'm, I'll am i be angry if, if something happens. Yeah. It's because right now, I'm not in a position to be able to be a stay-at-home mom, which yeah. is my heart's yes. desire. Yes. And mm-hmm. what I believe the Lord is calling me to do at least for a time so Mm -hmm. um like there are good ways to take birth control and there are bad ways and I've experienced them both (laughs) I'm the poster child for both (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh uh-huh I would agree I would agree I would have been the toxic mom culture yes I I would have Ooh, the Lord has really softened my heart and has mm-hmm. really saved our future children a world of hurt yes. like i'm gonna sin against yes. our kids i'm gonna 
I'm gonna say things out of anger. Uh-huh. I'm gonna probably belittle them in some ways as a as a human being. Yeah. But I hope that the Lord convicts me of that, and I can go to my child and repent and say, yes. I know that I said this in anger, or I know I acted this way, and I hope that you can forgive me because I have sinned against you as yes. your mother. Uh-huh. Like I failed to nurture you. Yes. So. And I think that just practicing practicing that in your household with your kids would change all of this culture we've created teach them how to repent by being the one that repents because you're going to sin as a parent like i can't tell you i don't know a single mom from like my generation like when i was a kid hanging out with other moms and their families and everything i can't tell you a single mom that practiced that in their household granted i don't think most of my friends were christian or anything at the time so it makes sense but like if you are practicing forgiveness and reconciliation with your kids man they're going to be so much they're going to be way better people than we ever were like there was i remember growing up as a teenager especially i got in conflict with my parents and i sinned against my parents and my parents sinned against me Mm -hmm. and i'm expecting that to happen when i'm a mom so i don't hold any of that over either my mom or my dad yeah yeah um but my dad would be usually the one, like, if there was conflict in the house, even if it was between him and me or my brother or my mom, he would be like, okay, we're going to have a family meeting. We're going to sit down and we're going to hash this out, mm-hmm. even if it's ours. And so I really learned the importance of talking things out in person. Good. And sometimes you left angrier than you came, <laughs> but at least we talked about it. And mm-hmm. at least we opened the door for reconciliation. And yes. sometimes we... We didn't always end it with reconciliation, but we always did reconcile it. Yeah. Like, You'll get there eventually. Right. We said all that we needed to mm-hmm. say, and sometimes we sat on that for the night, and then we came back and was like, I'm really sorry. Yeah. Or I forgive you in the morning or something. Mm-hmm. So I did learn that from my parents, and that was really beneficial for yes. me leading up into my adult years of, I'm sure my friends hate it sometimes, but like... If one of them sins against me, I make it a point, if I can, to sit down to them face-to-face and say, this is how you hurt me. Mm-hmm. I've forgiven you because that's the Lord's calling on my life. So I've forgiven you in my heart, but I want to be reconciled in person. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. I think that mm-hmm. is just something that I learned from my parents. And they didn't do it perfectly all the time. Sure. Right? So, mm-hmm. but it's not anything that, like, I hold against them. Yeah. And I hope they don't hold against me because I've sinned against them, too. <laughs> and I still will. Yes. I still will, even out of the house. Mm-hmm. That's why you you have to practice reconciliation and make it a discipline for yourself. Because, like, my natural um, instinct, for lack of a better term, whenever there's a conflict, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go find a friend's bye. <laughs> <laughs> but practicing being reconciled to someone and saying like hey this happened i just want to address it with you i'm sorry for what i did in this situation can you forgive me for the sins that i committed against you and practicing that is really difficult and awkward and maybe even feels like a little like cliche to say certain words or whatever but like it there is power in that and it fixes relationships and I just think we need that in the home, too. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, I'm not in other people's homes, so I don't know what happens in their families, but 
if you are not practicing that with your kids when they're young, how are how are they going to learn to do that when they're right. married, when they have kids? Right. And practicing that assumes that there is a sin taken beforehand. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to assume the role of either the sinner or the sin e that someone has <laughs> yes. sinned against, or you yeah. sin against the other person, or maybe it's both. Yeah. Maybe your kids sinned against you and you responded or reacted out of a sinful heart and you've both sinned against one another and you mm-hmm. both need to repent and seek reconciliation for that. Like, I was listening to Rachel Jankovic's, is that mm-hmm. how you pronounce her last mm-hmm. name? Yep. Um, She's great. I, I was her. listening to her podcast and she, I think it was her, and she was talking about how there is a story about like this child spilled milk everywhere and the mom reacted with anger Mm -hmm. and created a bigger mess with her words than the milk ever Mm -hmm. did and taught her Mm -hmm. taught her children that it's not okay to make a mess it's not okay to make a mistake and you're going to have to spend the rest of your time repenting and cleaning up for that mess and Mm -hmm. so it's just like you can be upset that maybe something got ruined by the spilled milk but it wasn't intentional so was that child sinning when they did that no you did yeah. You sinned against them and taught them something that they should be guilty for when they didn't do anything wrong. Right. So now yeah. they're going, every time that they mess up like that, they're going to think that they're a bad kid. Yes. Or, so what are you instilling into your child's hearts mm-hmm. by reacting that way? Mm-hmm. And when you do react that way, because we all will at some point, when you do react disproportionate to the situation, are you okay or humble enough, I guess, to go to your child or go to that person mm-hmm. and say, I'm sorry that I reacted that way. What you did was not wrong. Mm-hmm. Or what you did was wrong, and but I created a bigger mess yeah. with my words yes. than, than what is proportionate to the situation. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I just feel like like our generation in particular wasn't raised to figure out how to raise people. <laughs> And we look to culture and we look to society of what the norm is when it comes to raising kids or whatever. And we can't do that. Right. (laughs) We have to stop doing that because the world does not know how to raise children. I think another part of like, I really enjoy the church. Sorry, we, okay, let me just address something. We got new chairs. Shout out to my husband for finding these. (laughs) Like. They squeak though. Yeah, I just, I kicked the, um. I don't even know what it is. I kicked some kind of metal piece at the bottom. So sorry. So if you heard that, sorry. But, like, I'm having such a fun time just, like, spinning and... I love them. Yeah. They're so, they're so cute. So thanks, Rico. Um, anyway. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. So somebody who came from being in youth group and serving in the youth group for many, many years, I think that youth can do a huge service to kids obviously, like, especially if they're coming from non-Christian homes and they come with a Christian friend or they just want to go to a youth group, that might be the only opportunity that that they experience the true gospel or they're around a Christian community. But something that I really love about our church is they have a youth group, but you have to, it's not available during service. So kids are worshiping and watching their parents worship during service Mm -hmm. and they're learning how to worship from watching their parents and I think Mm -hmm. that that is such a huge service to kids even if they're not paying attention even if they're bored (laughs) out of their freaking mind (laughs) it's Mm -hmm. 
it's creating a memory in there no matter what. Yes. And hopefully, down the line, they remember how their parents worshipped. Yes. And hopefully, down the line, they remember what it's like to to worship the Holy Lord. Mm-hmm. And I think that youth groups do a service, but also do a disservice in some aspects of it strips the ability to watch their parents worship. Yeah. And... Yeah. They're only learning how to do that from maybe their leaders, maybe their friends. Right. Um, which isn't bad. Right. Yeah. But I think watching the parents is so much more beneficial to the child than watching some rando adult. Yes, I know? would agree. I I know a couple of families at our church too who what they'll do is um first service they'll all go to big church together for lack of a better term. <laughs> And then for second service, the parents go serve somewhere and the kids go to Sunday school Mm -hmm. so that they can have friend time, know other people. And I think it helps them know, too, that what their family believes isn't just what their family believes, that there's other believers around them who believe the same thing. So I think it is important to make sure, like, kids are around other believing families, other, even if it's, like, young adults who don't have kids, things like that. Just so that they know that it's not just them who are right. believing these things. Like, there are more people around them. There's a community of believers who believe all the same things. Not that, like, other people should determine their faith or whatever, but it's comforting for them to know yeah. that their parents aren't the only weirdos doing this or whatever. You right. know what I mean? Right. Or, like, there isn't anything wrong with how they're being raised because there's other be- people who believe the same thing. Right. And that is, it's comforting and it's reassuring for them and it should be because... We're designed for community. We need to be with other believers so that we are um, encouraged in the word. We can know more about Jesus in different ways from other people because Mm -hmm. people know different things about Jesus that other people don't and they can articulate certain things about Jesus that other people just can't. Things Mm -hmm. like that. And I think that's really important for kids to know that. Right. Like, I'm not not saying all youth group is bad or anything. I hope that's not how it came across. No, no, no. But I just think that there is there is a huge benefit in watching your parents worship. Yes. There's a huge benefit in that. Absolutely. If you're coming from a believing home, obviously. Uh-huh. Yes, absolutely. But I just want people to know that what culture says about raising kids, like, sure, there might be some truth of, like, it's difficult and you're going to be exhausted, but going to drink wine every night or yelling at your kids for being burdensome or like joking about them making your life miserable or something is not going to help anything no it's only going to make things worse it's going to make it worse it's going to create hostility between you and your child either you to your child or your child to you or maybe even both Mm -hmm. so and you won't like each other no you won't like each other when you're older, which is really sad. I know too many families like that, too, which is horrible. But, like, if you are a newer mom and you're stressed, I have to ask you, how's how are things going at church? How often are you reading the Word? Are you gathering with other mothers who are praying for you? Right. How often do you speak to your husband about your issues with your kids? Right, because it could even be... A husband issue. It sure. could be that the husband is not leading the household well, so therefore all the burdens fall onto the mother and she yeah. takes it out on the child. Mm-hmm. That's totally plausible. Yes. So. Absolutely. But just don't 
get your ideologies of raising children from the world. Get it from the word. Yeah. Please. Yeah, take heart. You're going to sin, and your kid is going to sin against you. Mm -hmm. And there is forgiveness at the cross. There is no sin too egregious for the cross. That's right. And so if you both are believers, or even if you're just a believer as the parent and your child isn't, or if if you, the child, is just the believer... There is forgiveness for your sins, mm-hmm. and you you can forgive those who sin against you as well, even yes. if they're not genuine about it, too. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. There is always going to be reconciliation available, mm-hmm. and it's awesome. Yes. So, yeah, that's all I have to say. Cool. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. <laughs> well, thanks for listening to this episode. As always, hope you learned something. Even if you're not a parent, I think... Like, this has helped me prepare for motherhood, mm-hmm. however far down the road it is. Even yeah. if even if the Lord doesn't will for us to have, like, to have kids. Sure. Uh, adoption is always an option, too. Mm-hmm. So it's just, even if you're not a parent, we hope that this helped prepare you. Or if you have friends that are mothers that do this behavior, that uh, you can lovingly correct them. Or if they just need a break, they need a date night. Offer yourself as a babysitter for heaven's yeah. sakes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so thanks for listening, and we will talk at you guys next week. All glory be to Christ. Bye. Bye. Bye.